0: season two of project distinct the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best-selling author and member of the sales and marketing hall of fame and the professional speakers hall of fame scott mccain
1: is customer service getting better or is it declining Well, we got some interesting answers on that, and everybody has their own opinion. And obviously, part of that opinion is based on where you do business, right? I mean, uh, if you stay all the time at Four Seasons in Ritz-Carlton, you probably think customer service is amazing. If the only place you shop is Nordstrom, you probably think, man, we have this customer service thing down. If, like me, you don't get to do that all the time, you might have a different opinion about the state of customer service, wherever you might be. And one of the things that's absolutely fascinating to me is the perception around the world of what customer service and the customer experience must be like in the United States. If you listen to Project Distinct very often, you know that I have the opportunity to speak all over the world. And it never fails whether I am in, you know, Oslo, Norway, where I spoke a while back, or whether I'm in Sydney, Australia, or whether I'm in Hong Kong or Singapore or wherever... People say, well, it's really important you talk to us about customer service here. Because you're from the United States, you might not appreciate how bad it is in our country. As if, if you're in the United States, the customer service is good all the time. Uh, By the way, we have many, many international listeners to Project Distinct, so let me say to you, I respect what you're saying, but I think most of us here in the United States would say, "It's, it's tough everywhere. So, is customer service declining? If so, what can we do about it? That's the topic of today's Project Distinct, brought to you by Distinction Nation. It's where you can go and download free resources on what it takes to improve the customer experience, but more importantly, what you can do to stand out in your respective marketplace. There's information there, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're a sales professional, whether you're running a team or a department, whatever it is, it's there for you. Free resources at Distinction Nation. Matter of fact, there's a free 14-day audio program on what you can do to create more personal and professional distinction. Just go sign in. It's absolutely free. DistinctionNation.com. Join our nation today. So is customer service getting better, getting worse? Where is it? There's an interesting post on Forbes.com by Jeff Bevis, B-E-V-I-S. He is the president, CEO, and co-founder of First Light Home Care. He's got 30 years of experience in franchising and accelerating growth in the respective industries that he's a part of. He is a certified franchise executive. And for 15 years, he's been working specifically in home care and helping family members who are caregivers. It's, it's a great, great mission that he's on. And so he is obviously at a very uh, interesting and sensitive aspect of the customer experience, because anytime you're involved in healthcare, anytime you're involved in home care, uh, those are extremely highly sensitive points for the customer experience. And he begins his post called The Decline of Customer Service in America on Forbes by simply saying customer service isn't what it used to be. He says, quote, across the United States, there seems to be a steady decline in the customer service levels of nearly every type of business companies he says just aren't paying enough attention to providing adequate levels of customer service by phone online or in person in this post he says for the american consumer substandard service has become the new normal now while i agree with him in totality i want to suggest that there are isolated areas where customer service is pretty fantastic and it doesn't depend upon the size of the company that's the challenge i think for many of us today is that we used to assume that if we paid more we got better service yet all of us have been someplace where we dropped a lot of money and didn't really get treated right I mean, whether it's a hotel that didn't fulfill your expectations, or you spent a lot of money on dinner and had a surly waiter and slow service, we've all had those kinds of experiences. Yet, you can have an experience like I had with the cab driver I talk about in Jacksonville, Florida, Taxi Terry, or the the woman that's the bartender at the event that I was at in Hawaii not long ago that I talked about in a few episodes ago. So in other words, that's one of the challenges for us. It seems to be almost we're depending on either our own personal experimentation or I think we also depend upon the evaluations that we're seeing online. That means that what we do becomes more important than ever Because as you hear me say all the time, the customer has a bigger megaphone than they've ever had. If we don't deliver extraordinary service, if we don't create a distinctive customer experience, then our customers can go on Yelp, they can go on TripAdvisor, they can go on a number of different message boards, they can blog about it, they can go on social media about it and relay a bad experience. That means creating this incredible experience is more important than ever before. So why aren't we doing that? Well, according to the blog post here by Jeff Beavis, he says, I've noticed that many businesses are making the same mistakes over and over again. And I agree with him here. It suggests a lack of training, a lack of investment, in basic customer service skills. In the meantime, though, he says, "quote While setting sky-high sales expectations and measuring employee performance with a maniacal zeal, Often, he says, companies will go on the defensive when called out on poor service, blaming it on the tight labor market or a shortage of qualified employees. But here's an important critical point. He says it often comes down to not taking the time to instill core service training for all customer-facing employees. Oh, I could not agree more. We measure sales and we measure uh, employee productivity and we do all of that, but yet we don't educate and help our people enough to know what it takes. It's fascinating to me one of the challenges that some of the elite companies have. If if you're working at Ritz-Carlton or Four Seasons, you probably can't afford to stay there, or you haven't in the past. If you are driving a Porsche, it means you probably bought it from someone that couldn't buy Porsches and didn't have them until they got to the dealership. Does that make sense? In other words... Many times, these elite organizations ask their people to deliver a level of experience that they themselves have not enjoyed. It becomes a really, you know, if I'm working at Walmart, I kind of know what the Walmart experience is because I probably shopped there. But if I'm working at Tiffany, have I really experienced that Tiffany level of customer experience repeatedly? I'm sure some have, but my guess is you have to educate your people to deliver a level of experience that they have not received. So why don't we all have that attitude? In other words, regardless of what my business is, why don't I educate my people in that Ritz Carlton, Tiffany Nordstrom high level of experience, regardless of what we're delivering, because it's about how we treat people, not about the price of the product. So according to this blog post, he says, how can you buck the trend? Here are five things he says. Number one, put it on paper. Make it a priority and make it part of your strategic plan. Number two, find out what the customer thinks. You don't have to go much in depth. Just make it easy for the customer to respond with a one or two question survey. Number three, critical, invest in your employees. He says, take the time to make the investment in employee training to cultivate customer service skills. If you do, you will set your company apart immediately from most of your competitors. Wow, that is so true. Number four, understand the customer journey. Don't, th- don't try to just throw technology as a blanket cure-all without first understanding the customer experience. Technology could make your customer's journey worse, he says. Here's my challenge with that. We talk about a customer journey, and the only part here I would disagree with him is simply this. Journeys always have endpoints. They have destinations. There's a point. When I go on a journey somewhere, when I reach my destination, that's the end of the journey. I don't want there to ever be an end to the relationship that I have with a customer. I don't want there to be an end to the journey. So I look at it as a loop. How do I keep my customers in the loop rather than put them on the journey where there's a destination? And the fifth and final one he talks about is put your money where your mouth is. He says part of being the solution is raising the bar for customer service across the entire business sector. As a customer, you put your money where your mouth is. Patronize the companies who provide better service and let them know it. I really like this article by Jeff Bevis, B-E-V-I-S. It's on Forbes.com. It's called The Decline of Customer Service in America. Here's how he closes. Quote, Customers deserve better service even if they no longer expect it. This gives businesses an opportunity to differentiate themselves from the competition by surprising and delighting customers with the quality of their service. An investment in customer service is an investment in your future. I think Jeff Beavis is exactly right. I mean, that's what I wrote a, a decade ago in my first book on distinction, is that the way you set yourself apart is the fourth cornerstone of distinction is the customer experience focus. You focus on what does it feel like to do business with you. When you have that customer experience focus, you can stand out. This is Scott McCain. Thanks so much for listening to Project Distinct today. I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow with another new episode of Project Distinct.
0: You've been listening to the podcast to help you create distinction so you can stand out and move up